All right, guys, welcome to the POA podcast. Today we have myself, Tony, we have Godfrey, and we have a guest today. So do you want to introduce yourself today for us? What's up, everybody? I'm Parker Mays. Uh, I'm based out of uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, here in the United States. So uh, if you're in the area, uh, you know, it is it's always a good day here. But um, I am excited to be here, excited to share uh, on the POA podcast today. Um, I have been uh, podcasting myself for a few months. Um, I'm the host of Taking a Breath podcast, all about leadership and personal development. Um, and uh, really this time of kind of like the COVID-19 uh, situation, I've been spending trying to connect with other young podcasters. And so came across these guys and I'm super excited to just be able to put out a collaboration with them. Um, and if you're here listening from my audience, thanks so much for joining us today for an awesome conversation. And uh, if you guys are, you know, from the POA uh, audience, awesome, a great podcast to continue supporting. Amazing, amazing. So. Um, just for our audience, your audience already know what you do. Sure. Audience, do you want to talk more in depth about what you what you're all about, what your podcast is about? Just just more in depth a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my podcast is specifically um, leadership driven, and um, especially my audience is um, geared toward the 16 to 22 year old age range. Um, really kind of that young initiative leadership, right? Just really trying to um, create leaders out of people who, you know, might have interest in personal development and things like that. So, um, you know, that has been really my audience. Um, in terms of a little bit about me, um, I'm a student at NC State University. I'm a junior. I'm 20 years old. Um, I am studying business marketing. I'm studying graphic design. And um, for the past couple of years, I've worked with a program called the Impact Leadership Village. Um, this has been a, it's basically a program for 18 year olds um, associated with the college. This past year, I was the president of the Leadership Village and got to manage a team of 10 people overseeing 80 students. Um, and so that was a really exciting time for me to be able to practice all of these ideas that I had learned about, thought about, um, and just be able to work with a team who in the end is um, doing you know, weekly and monthly events, meetings, community outreach, a lot of just good opportunities for me to grow, but then also to see uh, the people around me grow, which is something I'm really passionate about, is not only personally growing, but bringing people, um, people alongside me. So it's really exciting. Amazing. I'm really, I can't lie, like I said before, I'm really, especially when we spoke before, I'm really, really excited about like, what we're going to speak about today because coming from where you are and your age as well, I feel like people from our audience are really going to benefit because you have such, like from speaking to you, I feel like you've got a lot to say and a lot to give and a lot to just to share with everyone because this is really going to be really, really educational and inspiring. From where you're coming from, your back and what you are doing from like, you told me your story from, from, is it from March to up till now, what you've, what you've yeah. accomplished it's going to be exciting. It's going to Thank be exciting. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, dude, I'm so excited. Yeah, a lot of energy on this team, so I'm excited. Let's do this. Let's do this. So um, our topic today, our topic today. So do you think everyone can be a leader? What do you think? What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts, guys? Do you think everyone can be a leader? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. So, uh, Godfrey, you wanna you wanna jump in, or you want me to kick it <laughs> yeah, off? You look like you had something to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, I was gonna say. Firstly, uh, welcome, Parker, and it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. I want to say the first thing I want to say when I read this question, I was uh, firstly, 
happy to address this. Secondly, I actually kind of been one of those people that have suffered previously from imposters syndrome. Um, so I personally used to deal with it a lot when I was younger and I always felt like I wasn't good enough for whatever reason it was, whether it be sports, whether it be anything, I always had this feeling that I wasn't good enough and it motivated me and pushed me and it was good in some elements, but I think it comes into the element of actually realizing that you are a leader like we're all leaders I, that's one of the yeah. key things for me is i came to realize that we're all leaders how we lead is different that's the key thing that i think people um always look at it and say i'm not a leader because i'm not like such and such or i don't look like such and such or i don't behave like such and such and i think that is like the key um factor that people need to understand is what what is leadership firstly secondly and does leadership always look the same i think a lot of people are under the constraints that leadership looks a certain way it's verbalized a certain way it conducts itself in a certain way and it manifests itself in a certain way but i came to learn that for example i would say to people is like I didn't realize people that I were around me were watching what I was doing and how I was progressing in life. And then people would randomly come up to me and say, oh, Godfrey, I like what you did with such and such. And I'm like, wait a minute, like, <laughs> you've been watching all of this. And it's like, no, 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 we've been watching. And, you know, even when you say less, we're observing you and you're being a leader. And I never assumed that to be something that actually was a thing. I was like, oh, no, I'm just Godfrey. I'm just doing what I'm doing, what I need to be doing. And nobody's watching that. And that is not leadership in itself. But then I started to realize, oh, progressively, oh, if I'm doing the right thing at the right time and I'm progressing in life, I'm actually showing someone a method and a pathway that they can utilize and adapt accordingly to their lifestyle and what they're doing. So I actually kind of like with this key question, I thought being a leader in itself, actually, the question sometimes shouldn't even be, are you a leader or can anybody be a leader? I think it should be, how does leadership actually manifest itself? in different people according to who they are. And I think that is the message that, that I, I like to send to people. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. Right from the start, I'm like already so passionate about this conversation. I love, and I love how you said that. I think the, the most important thing is so many people look at the, the front person, that front face and they say, okay, that's the leader, right? And everyone else is just followers. Mm -hmm. I think really reframing the conversation about how a, you know, traditional quote unquote follower can be a leader, right? Especially in mm -hmm. the young audience, because we see, um, you know, a lot of both of our audiences are on, on the younger side, maybe young adults, but you know, um, really realizing that just because you might be younger than someone that's on the front or that's the face, or you might be introverted, or you might be more shy, or you might not like to be the center of attention. Every one of those people can all still be leaders. And like you said, it's just about finding what that looks like for you. I give the example a lot of times. So I'm an intern right now at a company called LexisNexis. It's actually based in, in London, the UK. And, um, but I work in the Raleigh office. And basically, for anyone of the listeners who knows what an intern is, like intern is the bottom of the food chain, right? Like if we're looking at a company, like interns is like the very lowest you can go. 
And, um, but when, when people ask me like, okay, so how are you a leader as an intern? Right? Because uh, yeah, we got the CEO, we got the VPs, we got all these people. Um, you know, I, for me, leadership, and it's like what you're saying is, is about setting an example for wherever you're at. Right. So it could be just me with, uh, other interns, right. Setting that example there of what the, what the work looks like, what putting in the effort looks like a lot of that. Um, from my perspective, for, for students, especially leader is about setting an example. And that, that might look different for everyone, but it's, it's a really important concept of, or is what you're doing, your actions reflecting a, the leader that you would want to be leading the people around you. Because no matter where you're at, you have someone looking up to you. You're exactly right, Godfrey. Like my, my high school guys at, at youth group, a lot of times they're like, well, we're not leaders. I'm like, dude, the middle school guys are looking at you as examples, right? It doesn't matter. The middle school guys, you got elementary guys looking up to you, you know, and people just don't think about that, but that's leadership. And I think that's the point as well, is like that conversation there is something that doesn't happen a lot. And I think Come it comes from a perspective, and this is one thing that like we've touched on a few times on this podcast, is the reason why we called it Alphas, Pack of Alphas, was not that me, Tony, and Chico, and Sean are the, are the Alphas. No, we're saying everybody is part of this pack. And when you subscribe to it and you listen to it, you as a person are a leader in your own heart, even though you might just be the listener, but you being the listener and progressing that conversation forward by asking us questions, by sharing it to the next person, you're telling the next person, this is what we perceive as leadership. This is what we want in the community and in the various communities that we may be in. And we always subscribe to people saying, okay, like, like please always make sure that we attribute leadership not in just the person that might be visually presented to us whether it be through media or whatever it may be but let's take a look at actual leaders in the community because there's people that do things in silence and i like i remember like a couple of years ago me and a friend of mine were discussing like we always look at music and things like that like so we were saying oh someone like akon right at one point was one of the biggest artists in the world but what has akon done lately and then if you actually do some research on it he's done various like uh, generating electricity in africa and various other things over the last 10 15 years that might have gone underneath the radar so i was like saying to myself okay at one point he was the very visual visceral person that you see and you're like he's a leader and then all of a sudden he's gone in the background but he's still leading he's still doing things and he's still taking leadership but it's just it manifests itself in different uh ways as well i think with age as well sometimes it varies how how you sort of um how it manifests so when i was younger i think i was very much a person that kept to himself very quiet very reserved but as i've grown up i've become more and more vocal because i was like actually i need to kind of speak up about certain things and there's people that look to me to speak up and i didn't realize that was always the case so people would always come to me and say Godfrey, you've got some good points like why don't you say stuff why don't you come out and say things more often than speak and voice your opinion on things and then i was like Oh, okay, cool. Like I can actually do that. It's it's something possible. So like how it manifests itself as well. I think the key thing I also want to tell people is that that might evolve as you evolve as a person. So don't always feel like, oh, because the last 10 years I was always verbal, I was always on social media. Now I'm not verbal, but I'm still doing things for different communities and still being a leader, but maybe not as visually represented or outwardly represented. It doesn't necessarily mean 
that you're not being a leader anymore. It just means that you've evolved and maybe that phase of your leadership is over and not, maybe not even over, might just be a time period for you to do a different form of leadership. So I think it's important that the forms of leadership and the manifestation of leadership should be addressed in a way where people also accept that at times it you might be a leader in different ways and not always in the same format that maybe people are always assumed to and people shouldn't be quick to jump to say oh you're no longer a leader because you don't say things on social media or you're no longer a leader because you no longer are on visually uh, accessible to the masses or whatever it may be so it's just being a little bit more accepting that leadership as well comes in different formats Absolutely. And I think for some people, right, it's a development over time where like people like you and I who maybe at one time were like a little bit more shy and now are are more vocal. But for some people, I think um, a lot of times the people that I work with as kind of like background people, a lot of times they're the people who are really strong leaders, but don't want to be that front facing person, right? And so a lot of times the people who are working with me on like, some of my biggest events, right? Like if we were talking about the village, a lot of those really big events that we would put on, there would be people in the background who you never hear, right? Like you, uh, you know, you never know that they're there, you never know that they're helping, but without them, the whole thing falls apart because they're doing all of this strong leadership work in the background. So I think there's all, all sorts of different types of ways that that looks, but I think you're spot on that if we reframe what the word you know, or what a leader looks like, then that's where we're going to see the real definition of that question of like, do you think everyone is a leader? You know what I mean? Mm, okay. Okay. You guys, you guys are really dropping some hot points in there. Like I'm just here listening. Like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you guys are speaking about manifesting, manifesting leadership. And that's a very, very interesting one right there. So I was listening to, um, I was listening to this talk on, um, on YouTube called um, manifestation of manifesting your gifts. So is a manifesting le- leadership. And he kind of said, the person I was listening to, he said, um, leaders create leaders. What are your thoughts on that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to say, like, I'm going to be honest, like, I think that is part of it, right? So it's like, you as a person are going to lead someone and show someone something. I always give the example that sometimes as people, we are afraid that someone will surpass us. Right. So that ideology of someone else surpassing you, I think, is a fear innately that's there. So sometimes people are scared to lead others and think that because I've led someone or shown someone a pathway that they're going to surpass me. But that shouldn't be actually your fear, because if that person does surpass you, you've actually done your job as a leader, because once that person surpasses you, now they've got something to teach you. So teach one for each one is, is a catchphrase that I use. So I say, if you teach someone, each one of us will benefit in the long run. So once you've taught that person something and they take it to another level and then they come back to you and teach you the new level that they're at, you're going to constantly adapt and evolve. And that is the development that I would say um, is, is very beneficial for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if you as a leader aren't building up anyone around you, then can you really say that you are a successful leader? That should be every leader's goal is to see not only their own growth, but to be building up the people around them. That's what leadership is, right? I mean, like if, if at the end of the day, you know, so right, I work with a team of four people and if at the end of the day, 
all four of those people haven't seen growth, haven't seen development. And, and sure, like m- maybe they pass me and maybe they're just so, like some incredible uh, leader by the end of it, or, or maybe they have just taken steps forward. You know, either way, to me, that's a huge success, but it should never be for leaders like, well, I got to hold back some knowledge because otherwise, like fear that they'll pass you, it should never be that because then you're that that's really a selfish way to look at leadership, right? You you really want um, to to be uh, that selfless leader, because if you want people to really be looking up to you, I mean, that's what that's what people need is a leader who's willing to just be completely authentic, who's willing to be honest and say, A, either I just don't know everything, you know, because realistically, nobody knows everything. Like I don't know everything. But then also what I do know, I'm willing to share, I'm going to share it to the fullest. And that's where we can see the successful leaders create leaders idea. I love it. I love it. And it's, it's, it's great because you guys said, you guys said everyone, everyone in the team has to be growing. Everyone in the team has to grow in. And there's a right. saying that says, look around you, the people that you hang around with, are they an asset or are they draining you? Are they toxic people? Now, if you're, if you're with people who are not growing, if you're with leaders, if you're with people that are not growing around you, how can you grow? How can you expect to grow? So it's a case, it's, a, it's, it's always a case of, you got to build each other up to become leaders. As you become leaders, Everyone grows, everyone grows, everyone grows, everyone grows, everyone grows. You can't, you can't expect to stay above everyone because if you stay above everyone and you look around and you're just like, okay, like everyone is not growing. There's no growth in the team. I'm not learning anything. Like, what's going on? There's, not, there's, there's no real success there, if you get what I mean. So yeah. everyone has to, everyone has to be, leaders, has to, leaders have to create leaders. Leaders 100% have to be create leaders. And I think the other thing is, you know, for you as a leader, you can't only be surrounding yourself with people that you're, you know, helping grow, right? You also have to surround yourself with people who are helping you grow, right? And that's the cycle is where they're pouring into you, you're pouring into your circles. And then that's how that runs full circle, right? Because a lot of people do, if they just want to feel like the smartest person in the room, and they're like helping other people to grow, but they're not growing themselves, then they're going to, a lot of times that's where we see like burnout where people are just like, ah, like I'm tired of this thing. It's because no one is helping you grow. You're just trying to give yourself all the time, you know? So I think that's really important. And I was, I was speaking to my mentor and my mentor is like, even I, even I've got a mentor. My mentor has a mentor. My mentor's mentor has a mentor. (laughs) Yes. Come on. It's got, it's got to be like that. There has to be constant growth everywhere. It's like yeah. this, you can't you can't be feeding someone and having not having someone feed you. You'll be getting drained. You'll be getting drained of all this knowledge and no one else is feeding you. So you gotta you gotta get that that feeding. That feeding. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's a constant cycle, and you can't. I mean, it's just like anything else, right? I mean, like if if uh, you know there there's teachers, right? You know, even teachers, like at school, you know, we talk about it. And I I interviewed one of my podcasts, and I'm like, you know, you're constantly right, like teaching lectures, everything. He's like, well, honestly, I spend just as much time learning as I do teaching. He's like, I'm constantly talking to people, I'm constantly researching, you know, all this stuff. And I I realized, like, dang, that that same cycle applies to every area of life. You know, whether you're in business or you're, you're in coaching, Tony, right? Like if yeah. you were just constantly coaching, but you're never personally training or talking to your coaches, right? <laughs> then, then exactly, you're going to get burnout. So it's, the, it's, it's everywhere, right? That whole idea of the cycle. Hmm. Okay. Now, in terms of, obviously we spoke about manifesting leadership. Um, we spoke about 
everyone or everyone around you should be growing. Leaders create leaders. Um, what other qualities do you think a leader should have? Uh, for me, one thing that's been really interesting, and I, I think this is uh, is a pretty common idea uh, in young people right now, or at least like it's it's kind of a dream. Like this this idea of the dream. Um, something that I really like to connect for people that a lot of times they don't realize is um, kind of connecting leadership to your passion or your skills. Um, because I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, I want to be a leader or lead an event or something like that, but they're just trying to do it to kind of check the box a lot of times. Um, and if we can make it less about just checking a box and more about doing something that we're passionate about um, or doing something that we just have real, real talent in and kind of combining those things, uh, then I, I feel that's where we're going to see a lot of leadership growth because you want to be intentional about it. You know, so we were talking about the coaching example um, for a second there, but right. And, and you can talk more about this from personal experience, but in terms of like, is for you, is it easier to be a leader in the gym, right? As someone who is very passionate about seeing people healthy, about seeing people achieving their goals versus if you were, you know, I, I, you know, no, no real specific example, but if you were, you know, sitting at a desk job, sorting Excel spreadsheets and trying to get someone else to do that, right? You know, talk, talk about that a little bit because I'm really curious from oh, your perspective. Man. Oh, man, it's funny you said that because um, I actually came from that background. <laughs> so before, before, the whole, um, before the whole personal training and coaching, um, actually, let, let me break it down. So I started working in retail, working at River Island. Um, I was working at River Island Retail. So I was kind of helping people, obviously, look for the right clothes and all that stuff. But that had yeah. nothing to do with what I kind of studied at uni or what I really wanted to do as a coach. And then I went into recruitment. I was working in the office and it just wasn't like fulfilling for me. Like, can you imagine me sitting down in a desk and just typing? Like, <laughs> no. And I've only known you for like an hour. <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. I'm so like, I'm very restless. I'm very, very restless. I literally, when, when I was, when I was working in the office, I was just like, I'll, 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 I'll send an email for like, I'll send emails for 45 minutes and then I'll stand up and I'll walk around for like 15 minutes. Like, I, I can't sit still for too long. I can't sit still for too long. And it wasn't, it wasn't fulfilling because I didn't really feel like I was adding value to anyone. I was just sending emails to people. I, just, I didn't, sometimes I didn't know where it was for. Um, I was just doing whatever. And it's just like, okay, Tony, I had to sit down with myself and say, what um i just i was just thinking to myself what am i actually doing for people here am i actually adding any value to mm. people uh, yeah. um, am i what am i doing tony that was i wasn't really fulfilling anything so <laughs> yeah i went on holiday i went to i went to i went to spain i went to spain um the weather was so nice the weather was good <laughs> I enjoyed myself. Oh, God, it was so good. And then I came back, came back to, came back to the UK. It was sunny outside in the UK. Like, it was so, so nice. Sat down on a desk. Everybody, this was 8 a.m. in the morning. Everyone started typing. I looked around. I was like, no. I was like, no. I was like, no. 
I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. I literally can't do this. I just, from there, I just literally, I typed in my resignation form. I was like, I can't do this. I got to get out of here. From going to Spain to experiencing that freedom, that freedom, gosh, to coming back, typing. No, no, no. I'd rather be doing something else in my life, like experiencing the freedom for once, for one, and two, helping people, actually being in front of people and actually saying, okay, how can I help you? What can I do to change your life? What can I do mm. to change your life? Oh my gosh, yeah. That's, and that's exactly what I'm doing now. As soon as I left, I was like, no, I'm not going back. I don't care. If I, if I'm, if I get broke or whatever, I'm going to go and do it. I'm going to go and do it. And that was kind of like my push. That was my drive. So 100%. (laughs) And I'm glad that's such a good story, dude. And I'm glad you shared that. I don't know if your audience has already heard that. But for me, that was like a huge click. Like I really feel like that connects so hard for me. Things that Me sitting at that in that office, I couldn't be a leader. I couldn't be a leader. Even if I wanted to be a leader in that role, it would take me ages because the way management systems are they make you work so hard making you believe that you're gonna go up go up go up but it just never happens well it it will happen eventually god knows what age i'll be but me being independent i can i can be a leader i'm literally i'm a leader right now i'm a leader i'm a leader in my own my own company in my own business i'm a leader helping people i'm a leader helping people to grow teaching people what i know teaching people what I know in terms of training, in terms of diet, in terms of everything that I do, the lifestyle that I live, teaching people and passing on those knowledge, helping them to become someone, helping them to become better than they are. And they're teaching someone else. And that person that they teach is teaching someone else. And I'm learning from somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Remember that cycle that we spoke about? So Mm -hmm. I I couldn't be a leader sitting down on a desk. (laughs) Yeah. As much as that hurts me, as much as that hurts me, it's different for you because your role is just like your role is just up there, man. Your, your role, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, I definitely understand that. Um, I kind of you know, it's 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 fun because a lot of the times, like, whenever someone goes, Oh, what do you do for a living? I'm like, Yeah, I. So my background uh, is different from Tony's. So I started off as a healthcare assistant, which is a support worker in hospitals. And I specialized in mental health. So when I was turned 18, I decided to work in mental health. And that was a key for me because in my life, the one thing that I never understood was there wasn't much representation or understanding and a lot of stigmatization within the black community around mental health. So I didn't understand it. It was a thing that was there. I've heard about it, psychiatrists and all this kind of stuff. And I didn't understand it. So at 18, um, luckily for me, my parents have both worked as psychiatric nurses and had worked in mental health nurses. And I said, I want to understand this thing because I have a mental state. I have a psychological state. I don't understand it. I don't even understand myself. I'm 18. I'm a teenager. So I have you know, I'm a bit naive and whatever. So I went into um, that area and worked in that area for a while. Um, Like I was very much excited that working in, in, in that section of, of that sector as a whole, 
educated me a lot about myself and raised my self-awareness. Yeah. So I realized one thing that even you guys were touching on was life is about taking risks, calculated risks, as it may be. And I realized as part of being a leader is understanding when it's okay to take a risk and when it's not okay to take a risk. And I also understood that a lot of people, a lot of it comes out of fear. And when you have a lot of fear, but you're not actually calculating risks and evaluating risks, you end up in a situation sometimes where you then go under what I felt for a lot, large perspective of my life, which was, oh, I'm, I'm not good enough or I'm not great enough. But because I wasn't willing to take that little bit of a risk and a little bit of leap of faith in myself and my own ability, I wasn't able to. So one thing that I did learn with working in mental health is at 18, you kind of like, oh, this thing. And then you go into a psychiatric ward where you're dealing with people with bipolar, um, manic depression, and you're dealing with all these things. And you're seeing this at 18, you kind of like wakes you up. You're like, oh, wow. Okay. The world and the paradigm that you had about the world is such is so much bigger and so much greater and i would say like that was like such an experience for me and had such an impact on myself because i had to be a leader in these wards i had to be because these patients were looking to me for help and assistance with uh whether it be with their issues and diagnosis i was the person that they'll come to and say oh like i'm feeling a bit anxious what do i do with myself and i would have to tell them like oh do this. There's CP, uh, CBT, which is cognitive uh, behavioral therapy. And like, oh, take these steps and take these steps. And this is how you can alleviate some of that anxiety. And for different people, it meant different things and looked different. So that in itself also made me realize about my own individuality and made me more self-aware about, oh, so this is another aspect of life where I could be a leader and uh, help people and assist people. So that's where I kind of like gained a real understanding and a love for helping people because I worked with people with various issues and various uh, circumstances. But then I started to understand that these people were people just like myself. And then when you can do that and you have that empathy and learning that empathy, I think that's another word that kind of sometimes gets amiss with leadership is empathy. You need to care. You need to care about the people around you. You need to care about the people you are leading because if you do not care about them, you cannot truly be a leader to them because you have no empathy towards them or their circumstances. So if you really have that empathy and you're empathetic to people, you will be a great leader regardless of what format and how it manifests itself. But you can be a really great leader if you're empathetic just as a base level. It's like that in itself you anything you care about, I've always joked about is like is like a child, right? If they really like art and you tell a child to go off and do science, the level <laughs> and care towards that craft won't be the same. So I always say that empathy as a leader is a key value. But I wanna just touch on this. So I wanted to ask both of you, what's your beliefs on the things that make or the key characteristics or features that you see in yourselves or in other leaders that you kind of uh, look at and say, oh that's what I like because my two are empathy and risk. So, <laughs> but, but you guys feel free to chip in. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it, it definitely, I think it's different for everybody too. Right. Because like, like you're saying, and I, I think it's funny because we went from like 
just like joking around with Tony to like super deep, super quick on empathy. And I'm so, you know, I'm, I, uh, I love that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think it's different for everybody. And I think the biggest thing is, um, about like a lot of, uh, my, my perspective on leadership is, you know, uh, really purpose driven leadership, right. Um, really talking about setting your goals for you as a leader and for what you want to accomplish and then, you know, process the process, right. So not only, um, setting the goals, but also how you're getting to the goals. And I think for a lot of people, um, they don't have either they, that some part of that, the purpose or the process driven leadership. And, and what I think a lot of times happens with that is that then they can't think of like, like what you're saying in terms of like empathy and risk are very important to your leadership. Like for me, a lot of it is, um, about like where, where are your goals, right? Because for you, yeah, maybe like, um, working with, you know, mental health, like a, you see a lot of that, you know, like empathy is such a huge, um, important thing. And then, you know, um, Tony in working in it, doing the spreadsheets, you know, he's probably not experiencing as much empathy in the workplace, right? You know what I mean? So it's definitely about the contrast. Um, but I do think empathy is an incredibly important thing for, for a leader who wants to really connect. For me, relationship is a huge part of leadership. Because if you aren't really connecting uh, and, and really caring about the people that you're working with, then that's where um, leadership starts to fall apart, I feel, where instead of being a sense of, I really want to be a part of this, it's a sense of requirement. And when we start to see a sense of requirement, that's when we see burnout. We see people not really wanting to be involved. We see people not even wanting to be a part of the, the group. So I think that's really important. And for me, like relationship is a huge part of what I see in some of the best leaders that are that are, I look up to. Amazing, amazing. I, I, I'm loving this conversation that we're having, guys. <laughs> All right. So for me, um, I'm going to talk about the first few things. For me, discipline, work ethic has to be up there for me. All of that has to be up there for me because discipline is, is something that is it's very difficult to it's very difficult to be disciplined it's very diff- difficult to have work ethic Godfrey you know it is by now when you first met me we, we had we had issues <laughs> in terms of that like I was very I got I was very distracted I was very very dist- I had a lot of distractions around me so having to train that work ethic and train myself to be disciplined when I see that in someone else I really really like that and again as you guys mentioned empathy You've got to be empathetic towards the people you're working with and the people the people you're working with and the people that you're helping. Passion is key. Passion is key. A leader has to be passionate about what they're doing. If they're not passionate about what they're doing, then there's I can't I can't follow someone or I can't I can't listen to someone that isn't passionate about like like what we're doing, like what's going on. If you're not if you're not passionate about it, then why am I why am I listening to you? <laughs> it means you probably don't know how to like I heard something a long time ago, especially about, about selling. If you're not passionate about what you're selling, you can't sell it. It's very difficult to sell what, what you're not passionate about because you don't you're not really passionate about learning about that product or that service. So you can't you can't it's just like me not being passionate about fitness and not being passionate about the gym. Like I can't sell myself as a personal trainer if I'm not passionate about fitness or passionate about helping people. I can't it wouldn't even show on my face or it wouldn't show on my like on my, the way I act. So it's just passion is deep in that. And I see that in a lot of, um, I see that a lot of um, people um, that I kind of look up to passion. They're really passionate about what they do. Um, I mentioned Ryan Serhan, he's really passionate about real estate, about selling. Um, that's why I listen to him. That's why I watch it, what he does. 
Um, another person is um, Jeff Logan. He's really passionate about fitness, about health, about nutrition. That's why I listen to what he does and see and kind of follow what he does. So those things, passion, discipline, work ethic, um, empathy, those are big for me. Those are big for yeah. me. And, and I think it's really interesting because both of the things, I mean, you can really tell in what you guys are talking about. Like, you know, Tony, uh, you know, we mentioned the, the gym, like hard work ethic, like really building that passion, like yeah. all of those things, right, really cater towards your goals, your process. Yeah. And so I, I think that's awesome. And I would definitely encourage listeners right now to really be thinking through like what, you know, as, as a leader, uh, you know, if you're listening to this conversation, you're like, dang, I've never really thought of myself as a leader. Think about that, you know, reframing kind of based on this conversation, what, you know, what is my purpose, right? You know, uh, um, I think something's really interesting is like this idea of a personal mission statement, right? Like for you as a person, not you as a company, not you as a CEO, nothing like that, just as a person, right? Like what, what do you want to do? And it can change. It can, you know, you're, you're going to change over your time, but, but just something that really gets you excited. I mean, that's for me, it's like, what are my goals? And am I excited about them? Because if I can get excited about my goal, dude, that's the passion. I can share it with others. I can get other people on board. And that's huge. hundred percent. And it's, it's funny you said about, about, well, it's, 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 it's just amazing that you said about a purpose as well. And this this just leads to my to my last question as well. Um, so when do you know, and how would you know when it's like you're calling, you're calling to be become a leader? When do you feel? When do you feel that that passion? That I'm going to I'm going to take the lead right now. I'm going to lead something. I'm going to do something. I'm going to start. When do you feel? When do you feel? Whew, yeah, that's a big question. I mean, like that. That, and I think that's kind of like the the all time, like one of the like big all time questions is like, what is my calling or what is my purpose or what am I here to do? Right? Like, what am I like here to do? And so um, for me, it's really been interesting. And like a lot of the part of the reason why like 16 to 22 is such an interesting age group is because dude, we all have no idea, right? I mean, like, it's, it's so hard. On a recent episode, though, one of my um, one of the episodes on the podcast I did, I was interviewing a, one a, a TEDx speaker. Um, he he did a TED talk recently, and and it was interesting. He reframed it as as opposed to saying, um, "What should I do?" You know, like thinking about, okay, well, what you know, what should I do? What you know, um, like where should I go from here? What should be my next step be? He was like, "What am I here to do?" You know, really reframing it into because that's what people are always asking, like, "Oh, what should I do? What should I go to university? Should I go, get this job? Should I like thinking about what am I here to do?" And uh, the, it it takes time, right? It, because just like both of you guys, you guys are great examples because you thought. You, I'm sure you went into it thinking this is what I should do, but then you reframed it when you realized what am I here to do? You reframed it because you're sitting at a desk and realizing, well, this was what I should have done. This is what I thought I should do. This is what felt right at the time, but you realize this isn't what I'm here to do. I want to help people. I want to motivate people. I want to get people healthy. I want to get people to achieve their goals. That was you, Tony, right? And the the mental health stuff, right? Like that was. 
you should do. And I know, you know, you're, you're that stuff and still helping people and still doing all that thing, all of those types of things, but really realizing like, you know, I can do this. I can make a difference here. I can. And I think you, um, you know, Godfrey are really like making a difference where you are. You're a leader where you are exactly, you know, exactly where you should be. Um, but it's, it's that idea of like, you know, maybe this seems right, but two years down the road, you're completely unhappy hearing those, the, the keypad clicks and realize like, I think I need to change. And that, you know, and that's for me, the start to really finding your calling is like, like just try things. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. So I'm going to say the opposite to you guys. Uh, so inverse. <laughs> I actually like when people bring different things to the table. So I was actually realized something like a while ago. So I always got drawn into conversations with people. And I didn't realize in those conversations that people were taking notes or information and sound bites that I was giving them and utilizing them in life and then coming back to me because I, I one thing that I did early on in life was I very much did a lot of things between 18 and 21 that were completely different. So my degree is in education studies and religious studies. I did an apprenticeship for a six to eight months and that was in IT. I did <laughs> a level three in AAT, which is an accounting technician qualification. So I did like a bunch of stuff <laughs> and I also worked in mental health. <laughs> and it was like, I just did like a bunch of things between 18 and 21 that was just so diverse. And I never understood like, Oh, so now when I talk to people, I can pull on different things and experiences and then give them to people. So I didn't realize actually just having conversations with people and informing people and handing over information was a form of leadership. So I sometimes you lead and it's subconscious. It's just you and your empathy and your love for sharing information with people can actually be a form of leadership and you might do it subconsciously. And sometimes you'll be in scenarios I always joke about. It's like sometimes in, if you've ever played sports, there's a guy that's vocal, but might not be the captain. And sometimes people just give that person space and let them talk and give a pep talk and stuff like that. Like when I used to play rugby, there was members of the team that would just talk. They weren't the captain, but they were the guy to go for, for the pep talks. And it's just like, oh, well, how does everyone, it wasn't like everyone just turned around and goes, oh, okay, this player is going to speak now. No, sometimes people will just know he's the guy when we're going through a tough time he's the go-to guy and it's just literally sometimes things are subconscious and i would say that there's different formats of leadership in the sense that sometimes it's very conscious sometimes it's not conscious and subconscious and you're leading and you're taking lead in certain scenarios that you might not even realize but then actually if you do a bit of one thing that i did learn in mental health was it's called reflective practice so sometimes you should look back at things and reflect on them and this will allow you to see the moments where you might have taken the lead Maybe you're a bit of a follower. Maybe you might look at the next time and say, actually, I want to take the lead. I want to be more proactive. I want to be more verbal. Or I want to be more, I want to be more active in certain areas. Then if you do that in life, it allows you to actually see what you have achieved, what you haven't achieved, and how you can progress. So I always say to people, sometimes you have to have a progressive mind state. And I think you guys mentioned it earlier. It's like, being progressive is a key part of being a leader because your leadership will change and evolve as you grow and develop as a person. So the key thing I always say to people is have that in mind that as a person, you will not always lead knowing that you're leading. 
But I actually realised that sometimes if you reflect backwards, you might see actually on certain incidents that actually, why? I was a leader there. I did that and I took lead. And it's not until you verbalise some of these things and go into conversations, can you really address and see some of these things that you've achieved. So I say to everyone as well, is like always have reflective practice as part of your life as a whole and always reflect on things that you go through because that actually helps you see where your strengths are because sometimes people say oh i'm not strong at this but then when you actually around in a room full of people they're like hold on you're, you're great at this like why are you even doubting that you're good at this this is something that i admire about you and i've had people turn around to me and say oh godfrey i'm not really good at public speaking for example and then i'm like when we're when every time we're in a group you're one of the best go-to people for speaking to a group and in a group context. So I say to people, it's like, always look and evaluate and analyze yourself as well. <laughs> yeah. And, and so would you say that, you know, going through that process of trying those different things, that was kind of, was it beneficial to you? Do you feel like that like really helped you to land where you are today or kind of what would your encouragement be for someone who's at the very beginning of that, right? Like 18 or 19 right now, kind of going into it. Like, would you say, you know, trying different things is a good thing or would you say like, you know, find something and then stick with it for a while? What, what's your kind of perspective? Cause you did really try a lot of things in a lot of different areas. So I'm curious. Yeah. So I'm going to say this to everyone who's young. If you're between the ages of 13 to 23, Right, for example, I learned something very early on, which was fail, 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 and fail again. If you don't do that and you don't do it at that age gap and that during that period of time period, I'm not saying exams and stuff, but I'm saying, you know, if you try to pass, but like in actual context, it's like if you trying different things and you fail and you land flat face on your face, that's not a problem at that point. That's not your concern. Don't be scared to fail because you will find the thing that you are the most passionate about by doing that. And I had to go through all those things. As much as I don't necessarily see them as failures, I see them as development because, for example, the accounting thing, I started learning how to handle my finances better. Um, the, <laughs> the, the sort of side of mental health, I started being more self-aware. So now when I'm in meetings as an IT consultant, I'm more aware of body language. I'm more aware of oh, is this person paying attention to me? I'm more aware of, am I engaging everyone in the room? Am I, am I really being interactive in the way I'm speaking to people as well? So now all those skills and those verbal de-escalation and conflict resolution, all those things I learned in mental health, I can actually transfer into my IT consulting work and I can resolve conflict and I can say things like when I see someone is maybe angry even at me, I can be, sometimes even be sort of like, oh, he's angry at me. What is he angry about? Am I the one that's made a mistake or is it that that person might be subjective to what I've said or stated? So maybe I have to be more self-aware in some of the other things that I say and how I say things. And I'm now more aware of those things. I couldn't have gained those skills in other fields and areas, but because I actually went into those fields and areas, it benefited me. So I will say to people is live and experience life as a whole and experience it well. And don't be scared to experience things because it's not... It never takes away. It always adds, adds to you. Even a bad experience is a good thing in the sense that it actually gives you experience and exposure to something that you see as adverse. So you know, okay, if this scenario happens, 
I'm not good with that situation. So maybe I will avoid this by doing X, Y, Z next time, or I can do this, or I can do that. That's not to say every negative scenario that happens to you is your fault. It's to say that maybe there's ways to maybe not be in those scenarios and situations. So it's just, again, like I said, again, this dwells down to reflectiveness, but also I would say like the most important thing, like I think you asked me here, which was out of those various experiences, do they do I feel like any of them have hindered me the answer is no however I will say one thing I have got friends of mine that at 13 14 that said they wanted to be doctors and have gone on to be doctors right and they've always had a single-mindedness so single-mindedness is not necessarily a bad thing this is not me trying to bash that but again it's about you being more self-aware and looking at yourself and evaluating what do you really like because for me it took me five or six attempts to really find exactly what I loved. But from those experiences, I learned various skills and soft skills that now I can implement throughout my life. So again, it's like, just be aware that you as a person, what do you love? What are you passionate about? But also being reflective enough to say, okay, but what if I do try something slightly different, whether it's in a professional context or if it's in a social context, I always say to people, it's like, put yourself in different scenarios and it will benefit you in the long run. That's that's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is a that is a <laughs> that's a good answer. I can't like. <laughs> okay, so it's those are really amazing points that you. That's that's a that's a great question. That's a, I'm literally I'm just here listening to you guys. I'm like, oh, I love this conversation. I love this conversation. So. It's, it's really interesting about what you said, Godfrey, like failing, fail, 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 fail. A lot of people see failure as failure when they should see it as learning. So people, people should always have that learning mindset. And I think that's really important in, in everything that we do. If you fail at something, try, you learn from it and try, try it in a different way. Or you learn something more about yourself when you fail kind of thing. But, um, Man, I feel like we could just sit down here and talk for ages. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. We could just sit down so here good. for ages. Uh, but yeah, um, Parker, where, where can everyone find you? Where can everyone find you? Yeah, definitely. So if, if you guys um, want to hear more of me talking, uh, we've got hours of it. Um, <laughs> on, um, it's at Taking a Breath Podcast on Instagram. Um, that's just like, I, I send everybody there. Um, we've already got um, months worth of episodes out with uh, great guests. And then I'm also doing a bunch of collabs right now. Um, you kind of caught me in this time where I'm working with a lot of young podcasts like uh, POA and and a lot of others on a variety of kind of leadership based topics. So if you're interested, definitely check it out. Amazing, amazing! I'm, I'm really excited, man. I'm really excited. I love this. I love this. I love this. Okay, cool. With that being said, guys, we are gonna wrap up because I know we can we can have this conversation for a long time. <laughs> I can just sense it right now. But um, yeah, we're gonna wrap up. Um, we're gonna say, we're gonna sign up now, and just just a few things for you to think about on this podcast, guys. Um, just obviously think about the t- topic of this um, podcast. Think about what you have um, in terms of what are your views on can everyone be a leader, uh, manifesting leadership, manifesting leadership. What are your, what are your, what is your? Think about your purpose as well. Think about what what your goals are in terms of in terms of leadership and what your what your opinion in terms in terms of leadership leadership are. Do you think leaders should create leaders? 
everything that we spoke about, um, just obviously, and, and give us give us a message, whether you message in Parker or message in ourselves. Um, ask us some questions as well, and just let us know what you think. All right. And with that being said, we are signing out. Peace. <laughs>